Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. We started, you know, a brand new series last week, and uh, I don't know how many of you are, you know, really looking forward to this entire series. Let me just say this: I'm really, you know, uh, excited in one way because, uh, you know, the more I've been uh, spending time uh, preparing, you know, going through God's word. I mean, like I said, you know, this is something that I had done years back, but you know, the more I'm going through this again and again, God's really been ministering. God's really been speaking to me. All right, so we're in week two of uh, our series, and uh, last week, you know, we did uh, what you know the title of last week's series was titled as "Taking the Pride Off," where we looked very specifically, you know, about looking into the whole area or the whole aspect of having pride, and how pride can actually be a hindrance, can be a stumbling block, you know, for us to be able to move into the call or into the purpose that God has actually have on our lives, and. um last week a uh, couple of things you know just uh, before we move into today just a couple of uh, reminders you know from last week we looked at very specifically that you know all of us we have a dream but isn't it amazing to know that you know god has a dream uh, that is even better and much more uh, in detail compared to what we can possibly dream about our own lives so one of the things that you know we looked at last week was god has a very specific dream for each and every one of us you know and um, again I'll, i'll look into some of those details even today but uh, one of the things that we looked at was we were starting to look at the life of joseph joseph was a dreamer and we looked very specifically how you know he was carrying that element of pride and how he kept bragging you know in front of his brothers about the dreams that he had and uh, very specifically we looked at you know this one aspect that many times it's not the dream that god has given to us that actually is god's purpose for our lives if you remember last week we looked at this very specifically god gave a dream to joseph but that was not the call that god had on joseph like joseph's um the purpose that god had for joseph was never that you know his brothers would come down and bow before him that was never his purpose i mean god had a bigger purpose you know in store for joseph all right those couple of things that we looked into last week all right today we are in week 2 i've titled today's uh, message as avoiding potholes all right avoiding potholes so uh, we're going to look into the portion of scripture first about um, what joseph got into and then we'll pick it up from there right so we're looking at uh, the story of joseph found in the first book of you know the bible genesis chapter 37 we're going to be reading from verse 12 to 24 all right so here's what is what it says then it then his brothers went to feed their father's flock in shechem and israel that's their father israel and jacob okay israel said to joseph are not your brothers feeding the flock in shechem come i will send you to them so he said to him here i am verse 14 then he said to him please go and see if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks and bring back word to me so here what's happening is um his brothers are off you know taking after the taking care of the flock jacob or israel calls in joseph right so probably that means what joseph was not with his brothers taking care of the sheep jacob calls him in and he asks him 
to go and actually check out on his brothers and look what happened so he went out of the valley of hebron and went into shechem now a certain man found him all right certain man um, certain man found him and there he was wandering in the field <laughs> hoping to look at that all right uh joseph is actually gone out with this mission with this whole idea that okay i need to you know look after or look out for my brothers and then he goes out and the first thing that you look over there is that you know he's found wandering in the field and it's not that he, you know this man found him it's not that he was going around asking for direction say where is where are my brothers i have no idea no a man found him literally wandering on the field all right we will come back to that all right and the man asked him saying what are you seeking verse 15 said uh, so he said i'm seeking for my brothers please tell me where are they feeding their flocks and the man said they have departed from here for i heard him say let us go to doth So Joseph went up to his brothers and found them in Dothet. Verse 18. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Then uh, 19. Then they said to one another, Look, this dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. All right. Uh, that's what we're going to be looking, you know, for most of our time today. And we shall say, some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what has become of his dreams. but ruben which was he was the first born he was the eldest of you know all the brothers ruben heard it and he delivered him out of their hands and said let us not kill him verse 22 and ruben said to them shed no blood but cast him into the pit which is in the wilderness and do not lay a hand on him that he might deliver him out of their hands and bring him back to his father So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him, and they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty; there was no water in it. All right. So what I want to talk about today has to do with pits slash potholes slash you know ditch. I mean, you want to what you want to name it, you can call it. All right, and and um, that's what I want to you know really look at. into today um here's a question that i have to ask you know all of you you know starting of today's message how many of you have actually come across potholes all right i'm sure most of us have come across all right uh, some of the other potholes and uh, potholes are not fun because many times in your future especially on the driver seat you're driving your vehicle it's something that you tend to avoid so that you don't get that jerk you don't you know accidentally go off the road there's something that you tend to avoid um let me tell you this right i've had a very very bad experience i mean bad experiences i, I would say with potholes there are many stories that you can i can tell you but uh, here's one which i really remember very well all right i think i've shared this um, one aspect of me before i was not a very great student in my college days all right uh, academically i was poor i i have told you i think i've shared this many times i've taken a long time you know to finish my course and get out of college when i used to always wonder will i ever get out of college that was me i was so technically you know i was probably one of the worst students you know in my batch and um, one of the things you know that we i mean i'm a dentist so you know we always used to have that white uh, lab coat that you know we had to wear every time we would go into the department any department and i remember this one department you know the hod of that department used to really uh, get you know take my case i would put it that way literally take my case almost every day almost every other day and um, you know one day he calls me forward and he says have you seen your lab coat and i to look at it and i say what's wrong with my lab coat and and um, he looks at it and he says uh, 
it's very dirty you know you need to go and wash it and come whenever you're coming please come clean you know into the department i said okay and you know that night that evening i go and you know i take my lap coat i really scrub it as much as i could clean it up as much as i could and the next day morning i go into this place again calls me up forward and he said what did i tell you yesterday I just told him you asked me to clean it. Is it not clean? I said this is horrible. You know, and he literally, you know, tells me get out of the class, right? And he literally threw me out of the class. I'm not kidding. He threw me out of the class simply because my lap coat was dirty. So you know, th- that evening I I decided that you know this is really getting too going too fast. So I go out. I buy a new lap coat. All right. And for some reason, I don't know what was running in my head. All right, that morning I decided that you know what, I'm going to wear the lab coat before I enter even college. So I'm standing on the roadside. All right, it's raining. It just finished raining, in fact. All right, so you can imagine there's this big pothole there. I didn't notice because there was this another bus that was standing right there. I'm waiting to cross the road, just to cross the road. I don't even take take the bus. Wearing this nice white lab coat. All right, right on top front of me, and this ditch filled with water. I think some of you know where I'm going with this, all right? And <laughs> next thing I know, there's this vehicle that zooms past, you know, me. And as needless to say, you know, the wheels gets into the pothole. The whole water gets splashed all over my new lap coat, all right? And, and you know, I'm thinking, great, you know, this this looks great now. You know, it's worse than you know yesterday and the previous day. You know, where I, you know I was literally thrown out and. And um, I didn't have time to go back and you know get a fresh one or you know nothing. I said, you know what? If he's going to throw me out today, let me just go ahead and get it. Went into the class, you know, by God's grace, I don't know what it was. He was on leave that day, so I was sitting in the class. All right, but I'm just saying, you know, I've got so many stories on potholes. I can still this. I even I remember I almost got into a real bad accident. All right, but you know, God's grace has always been there. But I'm just saying, you know, I've had very very bad experiences with. potholes with pits with ditches all right and then what i want us to you know really consider this evening you know even as we spend some time together you know when we get into god's kingdom when we try to start living our lives the way that god wants to live all right and we're walking on the road which god has called us to walk at some point in our lives can i tell you this church we do end up getting thrown into a pit/pothole/ditch sometimes you know it can come in expectedly sometimes it can come in unexpectedly all right um, in fact let me say this all right some of us you know we get into this financial pit all right or financial uh, pothole financial pothole is literally a place where you know you you don't know what to do about you know you you have all these debts that you have to clear bank loans are there you know you you have no money in your hand sometimes you have borrowed money you have to give it back you don't know what to do you're in a financial hole some of us you know we get into what's called as relationship pit I mean we did a whole series on relationship we just came out of that but we we come into this place where we don't know what to do I mean we've tried everything we've you did all the principles right we've attempted what we can do but somehow you know nothing seems to be going for we stuck we we are literally stuck in this hole and there's this darkness all around we just don't know how to go forward and some of us you know we we experience sickness pits okay I mean sickness which we don't know what to do about already we have no idea you know how this sickness is going to go away we don't know if healing is ever going to come in i'm just saying you know literally i mean job pits all right i mean praise god you know what we heard the testimony right now but i'm just saying you know there are people who never been able to get into a job or there are people who got into a job but it's just so horrible they just seem to be stuck in 
a hole or stuck into a pit and can i tell you this church right at the upstart when we are walking in our lives with god there are times when we will come to a standstill life will come just to a standstill it can be in any area of our life we seem to be stuck in this hole we seem to be stuck in this pit it can be addiction pits you know some of us we are into addictions where we don't know how to come out of it we just literally stuck in that addiction and we are struggling and we have tried everything that we can possibly do but we just don't seem to be coming out of that whole thing the question you know that i want to impose on this evening okay is not the question should never be asked you know should shall we ever fall into a pit or shall we not fall into a pit okay can i tell you this right from the upstart it's inevitable you will ultimately find yourself in a pit of some sort at some point in your life but the point you know the question that we need to ask is you know when we fall into that pit how are we going to get out are we going to get out are we going to continue to stay in that pit again you know here in this portion of scripture that we just read we read how joseph was thrown into a pit by his own brothers you know he didn't accidentally fall into it he was intentionally thrown into that pit by his own brothers and like we saw last week you know he was a dreamer he had all these dreams you know about how things are going to happen and what he felt you know that this and and i'm just you know i just want to say this all right many times you know we we do get dreams from god okay right? we we looked a little bit about this last week and can i tell you sometimes you know god sees our desires sometimes god you know looks at you know what's going on inside of our heart and sometimes the desires that we have are given to us by god himself but before he moves us into that position or before he moves us into that uh, you know the plan and the purpose that he has in store for our lives he wants to be able to remove or you know the pride or you know can i say this he wants to refine our character you know the song that we sang today purify my heart lord all right cleanse me from within you know we need to come to a place where our character is flawless so that we can actually stand without being moved in the plan and the purpose that god has for us and many times you know the reason why we are still in the process is because we are not ready for it you know sometimes can i tell you this if we move into the plan and the purpose that god has in store for us it can literally kill us i want you to think about moses moses i think at some point he knew you know the calling that god had on his life i think he knew it he knew that he was called to deliver the israelites you know from egypt and what happened he rushed before time he, he you know he tried to take things into the own hands but he wasn't ready and what happened he had to run away he had to flee away and live in a wilderness complete desert for the next 40 years all right and that can happen to us if we are not careful and if we you know don't realize that you know man it's not ready i need to you know go through the process and i believe you know what god was doing in joseph's life was god was taking him through these different things so that you know by the time joseph was ready to move into that calling or the purpose that he had for him he would be ready in every way character wise you know in any way that joseph would be ready to be able to you know stand at the time when he was called to stand all right and and here's something that also you know i want us to remember when god gives us a dream all right here's what i believe i believe the dream is just a starting point for us to move into his purpose every time god gives you a dream it's not the final thing it's not like okay man this is what it's going to be like he will not give you a full picture sometimes you know um, many times he would just give you a glimpse he would just show you certain areas and like i sh- said last week you know the reason i believe why god gave joseph that dream that you know um 
his, the brother's sheep, you know, were bowing down before him. The sun, the moon, the stars were bowing down before him. It was just a glimpse of, you know, what was going to happen. But that was not the ultimate calling or purpose. And what happened to Joseph? Joseph saw that. And he thought, man, that's it. You know, I think that's what God has called me to become. And can I tell you this? You know, when we are young and when we are immature, we think that, man, that's what it takes. All right. And I've shared this last week and I want to say this again today. Listen, when God gives you a dream, all right. Or can I tell you this? When we are asking or we are praying and asking God, God, I want you to bless me in my career. I want you know, to bless me in my family life. And I want to have a great career, great family. I want to have a good income. And I'm not saying those are bad things. It's a great you know, thing to desire for. It's a great thing to do. But the reason why God gives you a great income, the reason why God gives you a great family, the reason why God gives you a great career is not just so that you know we can enjoy the blessing and we can be content and we can be happy and live you know thing. the reason God does that is so that through the blessing that God gives to you you can be a blessing to somebody else you are we you know here's something that I don't want us to miss we are called to serve with what God has given to us anything that God gives to us sometimes you know God opens up miraculous doors we are seated high positions sometimes in the society the reason why God opens door and pushes us or seats us in those high position places is not so that we can enjoy and say that man see how God has blessed me and you know this no God has called us to serve anytime we move up the ladder whether it's in our family life whether it's in our career every time we move up it's called to serve God and his people I mean I want you to think about Jesus is that a great position but what did Jesus come into this earth for I mean you know here's what he says okay uh, just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve that's Jesus speaking, all right? And Jesus said, Jesus said, listen, I didn't come to be served, all right? I've come to serve. That's, that's what I've come here for. And that's what I believe, you know, each of us, we need to take it up as individuals, regardless of the dream or regardless of the call. Every call in God's life for you and me is to serve God and to serve his people whom he has placed in and around us. And that's what, you know, we need to understand about God's dream. That's what we need to understand about God's calling in our lives. All right. And and now here's, here's something that I want us to think about Joseph. All right. Joseph was going to come into a position. All right. We'll, we'll look at this again in detail, you know, in the weeks to come. But Joseph was going to move into a position of great influence, of great income probably, and great position in society. He, his life was like a, something that, you know, we would probably dream about. But why did God push him up there? Because he wanted Joseph to serve. He wanted Joseph to be like a savior. And, you know, he wanted Joseph to be like a type and model of Jesus. And we will look into those things a little later as well. But Joseph was called to serve. All right. But um, today we want to talk about the pit. We want to talk about the pothole. We want to talk about the pit which Joseph fell into. Now, I believe, you know, one of the reasons why Joseph fell into the pit was because of his pride. I know we looked in detail about his pride factor last week. I mean, Joseph kept bragging about his pride. Joseph, I mean, his dreams. Joseph kept bragging about all of these things. And he was thrown into that pit. And I believe, you know, the pit was a very, very important thing that happened in Joseph's life because you know, I believe there was something that happened inside the pit for Joseph that transformed his life completely. Because you know what's the big thing about, you know, uh, you read through the remaining part of Joseph's life in that whole scripture there. You never find Joseph talking about himself again. 
all right you never find him talking about himself again he had come to a place of complete humility inside of that all right so here's a question that i want to ask when we get thrown into a pit when we find ourselves in a place where man we don't know how to get out we don't know where why we have got into this place the question is how are we going to get out of that how are we going to stay there or are we going to try and get out of that you know um i came across a story okay of this man all right um he was walking home late at night and he had to cross over you know through a cemetery there was a graveyard that was right in front and uh, the graveyard uh, apparently you know they had dug a fresh graveyard okay inside of that cemetery and uh, of course it's dark and this man didn't see it and he accidentally falls into that into that pit you know which is freshly dug and for the next i think probably another 20 minutes to half an hour he kept crying out he kept you know shouting to hoping that someone would hear him and you know pull him out of that place but nobody came finally he decided and he realized that man i'm not going to be able to get out of this pit so i might as well you know uh, stay here and tomorrow morning someone will inevitably come and pull me out of this he was just staying there later you know into the night all right there was a drunk man who was walking across that same cemetery man accidentally he also falls into this pit all right and um, he begins to scream and he begins to shout and he begins to you know hope that you know somebody would hear him and pull him out of that pit and uh, suddenly you know it's pitch dark suddenly there's this hand that is placed behind on his shoulders okay and then you know this man who had fallen earlier he said listen nobody's going to hear you at this time of the night you're going to be here you know till tomorrow morning the minute he heard that sound all right he just immediately fulfilled this and he managed to get out of that pit all right and it's what i was thinking you know sometimes i think you know the right motivation can actually help us to get out of pit all right so here's here's what i want to do i want to share you know three very very important things which we need to understand about the pit or the pothole that we end up falling into all right here's the first thing that i want us to look at the position of the pit Okay, I want I want us to think about the position of the pit. Now, we've all been through different pits in our lives. We've all been through different different uh, potholes in our lives, right? And and then many times, you know, um, like I said, you know, earlier, it can be a financial pit, it can be a relationship, it can be a job pit. Okay, and the first thing I believe, you know, when we get into a pit, is to ask ourselves this question: and What got me into this position? What got me into the position of this pit? what did i do that contributed to me falling into this pit all right uh, some of us you know maybe we're falling into the same pit over and over again it can be an addiction you know somehow we still be falling back into that same addiction no matter how many times we have prayed about it no matter how many times we believe god has delivered us from that pit we seem to be falling back into that pit again sometimes it's a financial pit no matter what we do we find ourselves going back into that same pothole into that same pit over and over and over again so here's a question which i believe you know in regard to the position of the pit that we need to constantly ask ourselves if you find ourselves in one am i doing something that's contributing for me to get back into this pit and i believe you know when you look at the life of joseph i believe joseph did this okay um and um you know the reason why was i believe why joseph was in the pit was because of his pride i believe that okay i want you to think about you know last week what we saw and how he kept talking about his dreams and you know how he kept bragging about his dreams and 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 you know what's you know what's the most interesting thing joseph never shut up about it okay and what's what's worse was you know 
he had this gift you know his father gave him okay uh, it's called it i mean i think we saw that late earlier in the scripture okay his father jo- jacob presented him with a tunic okay let me let me put it this way tunic is not a word that we use much today it's a coat okay a coat of many colors was given to him and you know what he wore it i think all the time all right and we saw last week you know how you know his brothers hated him for his words his brothers couldn't stand him and here is joseph okay wearing you know a gift which his father gave all right and then he's walking around with it and he keeps talking about his dreams okay we saw that earlier in the scripture that we just read he's wandering about so he's just not talking about his dreams i think he's constantly you know dreaming about the fact that man one day i'll be big and one day i'll be doing this and one day you know everybody will be bowing down to me maybe he was just caught off you know doing all of those things and 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 you know what's interesting he came to a place now you know why the the, the coat of many colors the tunic of many colors was very very significant okay verse 18 okay you know it's written there when they saw him afar off even before he came near them they conspired to kill him okay they conspired to kill him verse 18 i mean i want you to think about this how did his brothers recognize him from so far off because i think it was that blasted coat that he was wearing all right from far off he could they could recognize oh man i recognize that coat anywhere he wears it all the time as it is you know we can't stand him we can't you know get the like of him now he has to flaunt you know the gift you know that his father gave him in front of all of us that's him man listen we've got to do something about him right we've got to plan and conspire and gang up him and do something to him man i can't stand him i can't stand the way he talks to us you know about his dream i just can't stand all right now i want you to think about this all right joseph i mean i think you know if you do the history if you understand the history of joseph joseph was you know the second uh, i mean i think he had just one more younger brother so amongst the 12 brothers he was the 11 he had 11 older brothers or 10 older brothers i mean yeah that's the number he had 10 older brothers and just one younger brother and joseph like we saw last week he was around 17 at this time so i'm assuming that most of his brothers were much older ruben uh, his oldest brother might have been around the age of 40 all right now i want you to think about this why did why did his father send joseph to check on his brothers i mean i'm sure you know jacob you know would have recognized the fact that you know all the brothers can't stand joseph because of the way that he talks and before because of the way that he carries himself i'm sure he knew the animosity that was going on between the brothers that was there but yet here's jacob you know sending joseph to check on his brothers who's a younger one and to check on his older brothers who are 40 probably in their 30s and you know late 20s now i want you to think about this they were probably mature they knew probably what they were doing all right but why did jacob continue to send him because i believe jacob wanted that restoration or the reconciliation between the brothers to take because he knew that they couldn't stand it and he wanted somehow his brothers you know to be able to connect to relate you know stop hating each other so much and to be able to love one another so much i am listen i've got you know three boys two of them you know keep going on at each other all right and you know sometimes what i try to do you know to just to get them you know to love each other into this and i believe jacob was doing the same thing when joseph was sent but what was joseph doing he was wandering around instead of really emphatically looking for his brothers he was just wandering about you know self centered self thinking about man what am i going to do what's going to become of my life and all of those things listen can i tell you this church 
we need to take the call of god in our lives very seriously we need to we can't just be wandering around we can't just be walking here and there and you know um, i mean probably you know maybe we have heard of that uh, english proverb that keeps saying you know pride goes before a fall how many of you have heard that one pride goes before a fall and i believe that's what happened here they saw him because of the pride you know that joseph had he was literally you know thrown into that pit now i want you to think about this when you think about the position of the pit all right joseph could have easily blamed his brothers joseph could have said hey the reason i am in this pit the reason where i am where i am is because of my brothers i didn't do anything i mean i was just talking about you know what god was going to do in my life i was just going to do and you know he was thrown into that pit joseph could have been thrown yeah, joseph could have blamed his brothers you know for everything that had happened in his life now <laughs> but i mean you know he could have done that but i don't think he did that. I believe you know Joseph when he was thrown into that pit he did a bit of reexamining in his life he was all alone he was you know probably in a place and he didn't know how to get out of that pit and I believe you know he did a reexamination of his life and he didn't blame anybody I think he looked into himself and I believe you know when we look into the position of the pit I think it's important to look into ourselves and figure out hey did I contribute did I do something wrong that I have landed up in here instead of you know doing the blame game and pointing fingers and saying that no because of that person because of this person i am here in this place no listen we need to reevaluate our lives when we get into any kind of pit in our lives now here's something that i want us to look at also all right joseph had a gift all right and 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 what happened here the brothers tore his gift from him and then threw him into the pit that's what happened they they took off that coat all right because they wanted to give it back to the father and show that you know something happened to him and then they threw him into the pit who gave joseph that gift it was his father can i tell you this church do you know that god has gifted you many things in your own life he's given you the gift of encouragement he's given you the gift of preaching he's given you the gift of singing he's given you the gift of music. i mean you name it god has gifted you so many things in your life but listen Does God take his gifts back when he once he's given it to you? Can I tell you this? All right. When God gives you a gift, when God gives you something, you know, and he he's, he's given it to you and he said, "Listen, I believe, you know, this person, I can gift this person this person this." God himself will never take that gift away from I want you to remember that sometimes you know we get into this place where we you know we mess up or we do some things and we think that man does will the calling of god in my life go off because i'm you know i've messed up or i've you know did this listen god will never take his call away from your life if he has called you for it he's going to you know keep waiting for you to come to a place where you know you fulfill the calling that he has on your life how do i know this i'm not making this up all right Look at what Paul wrote, you know, to the church at Rome. Romans chapter 11 verse 29. All right, I've taken it from the amplified because I think it's a little more understandable. All right. For God's gifts and his calls are irrevocable. He never withdraws them once they once they're given and he does not change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. Here's something that I want us to never forget, you know, as long as we I want you to write it down somewhere all right 
if you ever go through that process of guilt and condemnation and you feel that man I've messed it up I think God's you know removed his gift from me I think God doesn't you know the calling and the purpose everything is gone because I've messed up this God this is what it's says God's gifts and his calls are irrevocable in my life it's irrevocable in your life regardless of what we've done we've got a love that you know to that thing to sink into our hearts and sink into our mind look at what happened to joseph who took his gift away it was his brothers not his father your heavenly father my heavenly father will never take away the gift that he's bestowed on us he'll never take away the calling that he has bestowed on our life that's something that we need to remember but here's something that we need to also remember god will not take it away but our brothers this is why character is so important okay i don't want to name you know anybody but i mean i think most of us know we know so many pastors so many men of god you know who were very influential and high positions of influence who have lost their gift why simply because they didn't their character never matched their calling we know that you know the gift will be taken away not by god himself but by the people that is there that's why because the character does not match you know the calling that is there so it's it's very important for us to recognize the that that whole idea of gifting and calling this god will never himself take away the calling that he's already put on your life and my life all right so that's about the position of the pit now we need to like i said you know the position of the pit is something that we need to evaluate in our lives we need to recognize listen i how have i got myself into this place but it's also important you know to recognize one thing that's point number 2 i want us to look at the perspective of the pit we need to have a right perspective of the pit all right we need to understand that listen the perspective about you know why we got into the pit it's important to evaluate it's important to recognize listen have i done something to get into this pit but we need to make sure we don't live in guilt and condemnation which is brought by the enemy into our lives what do i mean by that listen many times you know when we evaluate our lives all right of course you know um you know we we recognize okay maybe i did this or i did that and that's the reason i'm in this pit you know where i am i should have never done that and that's you know conviction that brings us to a place where we need to learn that man i should not be doing that again or else i will keep continuing to fall into this pit and we need to move out of the pit but what we need to not do is continue to live with the condemnation and the guilt that man i did this and therefore i am can i tell you this condemnation is brought by the enemy not from god god convicts us i don't i want us to you know forget this either you know every time we mess up the holy spirit god reminds us you know the fact that listen you've done something wrong you shouldn't have done that you did it the reason he brings you know that conviction into our hearts is so that we repent we turn away repentance means nothing but to turn away you know from the path that we are walking on to turn away from it so that we can come back to god and to walk on the path that god has called us to walk in he never wants us to walk on that path in the first place but condemnation the whole guilt and the whole shame and the embarrassment and the whole idea that man you messed up you know what do you you will you know you've lost you messed up the whole thing you've lost the calling of god on your life god can never use you god can all of those thoughts are condemning thoughts god does not bring those thoughts god will never condemn you god will always convict you it is satan who brings in the condemnation you know one of the most popular verses in uh, 
that you know that's that's being taught i mean i remember i learned it as you know in my sunday school when i was growing up and most of you all you know you you've learned this verse very well if i'm sure if i were to ask you to unmute and you know quote me this verse i'm sure you would do this john 3:16 we know it so by heart but can i tell you an equally important verse which i think we need to memorize is john 3:17 one verse that comes in after 3:16 you know what john 3:17 says for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved i want you to you know read read that over and over and over again god did not send his son into the world to condemn all right can i say this again god did not i'll say it again god did not god did not god did not i'm going to say that you know till you really get a hold of that scripture there god did not send his son into the world to condemn you and he did not condemnation does not come from god that is something that we need to really rock solid you know get into our hearts get into our spirit god does not condemn us for anything that we have done god does not say oh you messed up you you know there's no point in telling you there's no point in you know forgiving you those are thoughts that the enemy brings into our lives conviction okay is something that holy spirit god brings into our lives conviction can i tell you this conviction will tell you why you're in that pit okay and it will also tell you conviction will not only tell you why you're in that pit conviction will also tell you how to actually get out of that pit but can i tell you what condemnation will do condemnation will tell you you deserve that pit. you need to stay here in this pit you should you will never get out of that pit. that is what condemnation literally tells you and we need to have the right perspective that's what i mean by right perspective we need to have the right perspective that you know um i am in this pit all right i know why i've got i've come into this place i've done a bit of evaluation i've done a bit of you know self check i know what i need to get out of this pit i'm not going to live with the condemnation anymore i'm going to move out of this pit and move into the place of calling that god has called me now um satan cannotally this brings in lies every single time in fact um you know here says something that i want to look at okay it's uh, there in genesis chapter 37 verse 29 to 34 all right reuben his oldest brother returned to the pit and indeed joseph was not in the pit and he tore his clothes and he returned to his brothers and said the lad is no more you know and i where shall i go so they took joseph's tunic coat killed the kid of the goats and dipped the tunic in his blood then they sent it in the blood then they sent the tunic of many colors and they brought it to their father and said we have found this Do you know whether it's your son's tunic or not? Now watch what happens to Jacob. Watch what happens to Israel when he sees, you know, the coat of many colors that's smeared in blood. He recognizes it and he says, "It is my son's tunic." A wild beast has devoured him. Where did he get that? Nobody told it to him. They just brought a coat there. They just, you know, presented it to him and said, "This blood on it." You know, do you recognize this coat? I mean, it's that so you know that's a sarcasm right there okay but do you reckon and and from nowhere you know jacob assumes that a wild beast has devoured him. and look at this without doubt joseph stone into pieces can i tell you this church satan will fabricate evidence to get us to believe a lie and that's what happened right here satan wanted Jacob Israel to believe that the son that he loved the most Joseph was no more and you know what's the truth 
Jacob believed that lie for the next 22 years. All right. For the next 22 years, he believed that his son is no more. And he had evidence to prove it. What? His son's coat. It was smeared with blood. Some wild beast has devoured him. He is shredded into pieces. He believed that for the rest, you know, for the rest of the 22 years, you know, that he didn't, he didn't get to see his son. Satan will fabricate evidence that you will not get healed. He will fabricate evidence that you're not going to get out of this economic situation that you are in. He will fabricate evidence, you know, that, you know, sometimes, you know, of course, most of you young people listen. Sometimes Satan will fabricate evidence to show that you married the wrong person. Do you know that? He'll just fabricate evidence enough to show you that, man, you married the wrong person and, you know, this is this is not the right person for you and a lot of this. He'll fabricate evidence to prove or to show that, listen, you're not fit for this. You don't deserve it. And he will bring in so much of evidence for you to believe the lie. This is why it's so important, can I tell you this, church, to stay close to God's word, to God's calling, to, you know, make sure that, you know, you walk in a close and intimate relationship with you. Your heavenly father. It's so important because otherwise, I'm telling you, listen, what could Jacob do here? What could Jacob do? He saw something with his eyes and he said, Man, that's the truth. That's a fact. I can't change this. If he had changed his focus and he had kept his focus on God and he said, Listen, if something has happened, I'm going to still continue to trust God. I don't know what has happened to Joseph. All I have is his coat and it looks like it's smeared in blood. I'm telling you, listen, the more you spend time with the Lord, the more God will, you know, show and bring out the light. You know, with the song that we sang today, Light of the World, listen, God will bring the light into that place to show out the lies that the enemy has been deceiving you probably for years together. All right. It's so important for us to recognize it. So we looked at the position of the pit. We looked at the perspective of the pit to have the right perspective. And here's the last thing that I want to look at, the purpose of the pit. What's the purpose of the pit? What's the purpose of the pot? What's the purpose that God sometimes, can I put it this way, that sometimes God actually allows us to fall into that pit. Here's one reason and the only reason I believe that God allows us to fall into a pit is to simply cry out. It's simply to cry out. It's important for us to recognize the fact that, listen, the reason I am where I am, the reason I am in this hole, the reason I am surrounded with darkness, the reason I don't find a way to move forward, I don't seem to be seem getting a breakthrough, I can't move out of the place where I am in. The reason is simply because He wants you to cry out. Alright? Um, sometimes, you know, we, we do all sort of things to get out of the pits that we are in. We talk to, you know, different people. We try to get advice from different people. We try to do things, you know, with the people has told us to do. Do it this way. Maybe you will be able to see a breakthrough. Do it that way, maybe. And we try all of these things and yet we are not able to see a breakthrough. Listen, can we cry out to God when we are in a pit where there is no other alternative or way out of that pit? All right. I want you to think about another man, all right, who was also thrown into a pit. Okay, his name is Jonah. I think we know Jonah's story, right? From childhood, we've been hearing Jonah, you know, in the fish, fish's bell, right? I want you to picture Jonah's situation for a minute. Three days and three nights. He was in darkness. I don't think, you know, he carried a torchlight. I don't think he had, you know, a mobile light, nothing. Inside the belly. And I don't think there's light, natural light that comes into the belly. That was a fish underwater. Three days, three nights, he couldn't see anything. And I want you to 
picture his situation and think how was he ever going to get out of that place was there hope was there anything nothing there was absolutely nothing that he could do to get out of that fish's belly on his own what did he do he cried out to god okay he cried out to god and yeah the verse is already up there all right jonah jonah chapter 2 verse 2 here's what jonah said i cried out to the lord because of my affliction and he answered me out of the belly of sheol sheol means hades or death okay i cried and you heard my voice it was only god who could deliver him from where he was nobody could have done anything for him i mean who would have known that jonah is still alive for 3 days and 3 nights inside of that fish he cried out to god listen sometimes we need to understand if we are in a place where we don't know how to come out we are in a place you know we have no idea we then everything that everybody has asked us to and still there seems to be no breakthrough still there seems to be no way getting out listen have you literally cried out to god okay and here's what you know later on you see jonah the same chapter verse 6 here so jonah says i went down to the moorings of the mountains the earth with its bars closed behind me forever yet you have brought up my life from the pit Jonah recognized that he was in a pit and that's what Jonah said listen you have brought up my life from it and god will do that every single time you cry out to him it regardless of where you are regardless of you know maybe you've been getting into it over and over again listen god knows how to bring him bring you and me out of the pits that we have fallen into I want you to you know look at the purpose of this petal right um Genesis if we go back to Joseph's story Genesis chapter 37 verse 22 Reuben said to them shed no blood but cast him into the pit which is in the wilderness and do not lay a hand on him look at what Reuben is saying they wanted to kill him all right but Reuben said listen shed no blood but cast him into the pit which is in the wilderness and do not lay a hand on him why and that's the reason that's mentioned in the last part on that that he might deliver him out of their hands and bring back bring him back to the father ruben intention of saving him and throwing him into that pit was simply to bring him back to the father can i tell you this church sometimes god allows us to get into a pit so that we can come back to our father in heaven many times you know we wander off you saw about joseph he was wandering off he was wandering in a place and nobody knew what he was doing there and somebody you know looked at joseph and said hey joseph what are you doing here? sometimes we wander off far away from god sometimes we move away from god completely and sometimes because we wandered us so far away god allows permits us to fall into a pit regardless whether we found you know the reason we have put ourselves there or whether somebody else has thrown us into that pit regardless of the fact the purpose of every pit is that we can come back and there's something i want to really really absorb this evening ruben was the first born all right ruben was the first born of his brothers all right now do you know about jesus jesus is the first born okay you can bring up that scripture back uh kezia all right colossians chapter 115 jesus is the image of the invisible god the first born over all creation all right 
can you put up the next slide now? Okay, yeah. The purpose of every pet. Go, go, go to the next slide, check. Okay, yeah. Or Arpit, right? Who's doing the yeah, Arpit, yeah. The purpose of every pet is to deliver us and to bring us back to the Father. That's important for us to recognize. That's the reason Jesus came. Reuben was the firstborn. Jesus was the firstborn. Okay, and can I say this? Many commentators, you know, when you read through commentaries about Joseph, they say that he was a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. Okay, let me draw a few comparisons on that line. Joseph was stripped off his robe. Jesus was stripped off his robe. Okay, it says here, you know, that Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver. History tells us, you know, that Midianite traders sold Joseph as a slave in Egypt for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver. Joseph was betrayed by Judah to be sold. Judah was one of his brothers. Judah was the one who sold him. Okay. Jesus was betrayed by whom? Judas. Okay. Literally, can I say this? Judah and Judas are the same name in Hebrew. Joseph was thrown into a pit. Jesus was also thrown into a pit. But remember, Jesus did not do anything to deserve to be thrown into that pit. But somebody else did. It was me and it was you. We deserve to be thrown into a pit because of our pride, because of you know the things that we have done. But Jesus was the one who took the fall for us. And you know what's the good thing and what's you know the great thing for us to remember as we move forward? Listen, our eldest brother was fallen into the pit and he came out of that pit. So regardless of what pit that me, I am and that you are in, we don't have to worry because listen, our older brother has been taken out of that pit. He has conquered the pit. We too can come out of that pit and we don't have to stay in that pit forever. And that's something, you know, that I believe that we need to keep remembering. Every pit that you are in. The reason that, you know, sometimes God allows those pits to happen in our lives is because he wants us to be like I said, you know, listen, it's, it's there up there on the screen, right? The purpose of every pit is to deliver us and to bring us back to the Father. God wants us closest to Him. God wants us to come back to Him. God wants us to, you know, listen, God has His great plan and dream for every single person of us here. Everyone who's listening to this, you know, I'm telling you, listen, God has a great plan for your life. And he wants you to walk in close proximity with him. Don't go wandering off. Don't go think that, man, I can do this and I can do that. And I know this is what God is going to do. God wants you to walk with him every single moment of your life. And he's going to move you into the calling and into the position that he has in store for you. And he has in store for me. Can we close as we look to the Lord in prayer? You know, I want us, you know, just for a moment, all right, you know, even as we are, you know, wherever we are gathered right now, I want us to, you know, just for a moment, just close our eyes. And I want us to look to the Lord right now. And I want you to ask, you know, God one thing. This, where, in whatever pit that you might be, maybe, you know, you've been praying for a breakthrough. Maybe you've been asking God, you know, God, I want, you know, to see these things happening in my life because I know that you have put it into my heart. But I don't seem to be seeing a breakthrough. I don't seem to be able to move out of where I am. Listen, have we cried out to God in earnestness? The way, you know, that we saw Jonah cry out. And I believe, you know, Joseph cried out to God even inside of that pit as well. 
have we cried out to god and ask god god i know that i am in this pit and i know that the reason one of the strongest reasons why i am in this pit is because you want me to come close to you listen church even as we are in his presence right now i believe you know that's the calling that god has in our lives listen to come back to him to call out to him so that we can walk and we can be in close proximity with god our father it doesn't matter how far off we wandered off it doesn't matter what pit that we are in he can still deliver us and he can still bring us back and like i said you know some of us we have lived with the condemnation and the guilt that man i've messed up my life and therefore god can never use me the calling and the gift that god has on my life he has taken it away listen don't take that condemning feeling into your heart don't take that guilt feeling into your heart listen god will never take his gift away from it's still there the calling of god is still there on your life you don't have to one moment doubt we just read it you know in god's word he never takes it away from you. we can move forward in utmost confidence that god is still on the throne and that god's calling on my life and your life is still intact but listen are we still walking in close proximity to the father because the purpose of every pit that we are in right now is for god you know for us to come back to our father thank you jesus hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord thank you father father we just want to thank you lord once again for giving us this time and opportunity to be in your presence lord lord we recognize lord father lord that every pit that we might be in every pothole that we might be in it's because lord father you have allowed it to happen in our lives lord Lord we saw that right now in the life of Joseph Lord we saw that in the life of Jonah Lord every one of them Lord Father and they were thrown into that place they cried out to you and Lord you delivered them from that pit that they were in so that Lord they could move back and to the calling and the purpose that you had for them Lord and Father we believe the same about us Lord Father Lord your word says about Joseph that he was the favorite son Lord Father Lord we believe Lord this evening that we are your favorite sons and daughters lord when you look at us lord you love us so much lord and your heart is filled with love for us lord father lord we know that every single time that you look at us you look at us with eyes of love with a heart of love and father we know lord father lord lord that you want us to cry out to you want us lord father to come to a place where we are so close to you lord and father we pray this evening for every person lord Lord in our church and every person who's listening Lord Lord that you would draw us closer to you Lord Father Lord Lord even in the pit and the dungeons or in the darkness that we are in Lord and we don't seem to be seeing a light Lord Father we can't let thing happen and we don't know how to move forward Lord we believe the longer we keep crying out to you Lord Father you are going to deliver us from this place Lord you're going to bring us out from this place Lord Father and Lord I pray Lord Father Lord for any person who's struggling in a pit right now any person who's struggling and going through a place Lord they don't know how to see a breakthrough Lord let it be Lord a healing Lord Father to some sickness that they are having Lord let it be Lord Father in terms of a job in terms of the career in terms of their studies Lord Father Lord whatever Lord Father Lord they don't seem to be seeing a breakthrough I pray Lord Father Lord that they would see a breakthrough Lord Father in the name of Jesus Lord 
Lord, as they draw close to you, Lord Father, just like Jonah saw deliverance, Lord, just like Joseph saw deliverance, Father, I pray, Lord Father, Lord, that every person, Lord Father, would see a deliverance right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord Father, for speaking and ministering to us this evening, Lord. As we move forward in our lives, Lord, help us to move closer to the calling and the purpose that you have in store for us, Lord Father. We thank you. We praise you, Father. In Jesus' most mighty and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's receive the benediction. May the love of God our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us now and forever. Amen. That really spoke to me. And I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this. If you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.